Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. As the winter months in the November midterm elections slowly approach, the Biden administration is facing yet another poorly timed political headache because of energy markets. This time, natural gas prices are rising fast, with domestic prices more than doubling in the past year. And those prices are only expected to increase as the country gets colder. So today, Politico's Catherine Morehouse on why natural gas prices are rising, how it will impact consumers, and the limited options the Biden administration has to respond. It's Wednesday, September 7th. So, Kat, you're reporting that President Biden's latest political headache could soon be natural gas prices. So why is that such a problem for consumers and where are we seeing this trickle through the economy? Yeah, so this is an issue that's going to show up directly in consumers' homes through high heating and electricity bills as the weather gets cooler because natural gas has become just an increasingly central fuel to both home heating and electricity production. So this spike in gas prices is expected to hurt ratepayers this winter and in extreme cases could even lead to utility shutoffs for customers who aren't able to pay their bills, which can be particularly dangerous in cold winter months. Right. And why are natural gas prices so high right now? Well, in brief, it's really it's the war in Ukraine. Russia was a major supplier of natural gas to Europe. And with those exports cut off, the global market for natural gas has just become a lot tighter. And the U.S. is doing a lot to kind of try and make up that gap. But there just really aren't enough supplies without kind of that traditional or that historic Russian supply. Yeah. And do we know how durable these high natural gas prices are? I mean, obviously, this, you know, is somewhat of a sticker shock for people, given that we've had really low natural gas prices for a long time, thanks to the shale boom. So is this kind of a, you know, people you speak with seem to think this is maybe a blip, or, or is it something that maybe Americans should be concerned about going forward? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say for sure. One thing that's also making this problem worse is extreme weather fueled by climate change, which we saw in Texas a couple of years ago now where natural gas prices really spiked because there was such an increase in demand and shortage of supply. But one thing that's kind of helped tamp down high prices and could continue to help in the future is diversifying the kinds of resources that we use for electricity generation, like switching to wind and solar, for instance. And if we have more homes that are heated by electricity and that electricity is generated by things that aren't natural gas. And so wind, solar and existing hydropower are actually expected to make up about a quarter of U.S. electricity by the end of next year. So that helps offset demand and kind of weans the U.S. off the more volatile global markets. And that lessened demand can help cool prices a bit. Gotcha. And this problem of high natural gas prices is happening as as winter is approaching. So, of course, that's home heating season and the November midterm elections are approaching and Republicans are already jumping on Democrats for this issue. 
Does the Biden administration or Congress have any tools to fight rising home heating bills? We've seen them try to do things around the margins on gasoline prices, but those have since come down somewhat. So what can they do here with high natural gas prices, if anything? Yeah, so the administration is much more limited in what it can do to offset natural gas prices than it is with oil and gasoline, like you pointed out. There's no strategic reserve, unlike with oil, that it can kind of unleash. One option the Biden administration has is to limit or cut off natural gas exports to Europe and Asia, but that would be kind of a poor move geopolitically as our allies in Europe are particularly struggling a lot more with high prices and limited supply of fuel again because of the war in Ukraine. But longer term, of course, what the administration and Congress can continue to kind of think about is diversifying the power mix like we talked about. So the Inflation Reduction Act is one step toward giving clean energy technologies a boost. And we know that clean energy advocates are also looking at the permitting package as something that can essentially help build out the grid infrastructure, like big power lines quicker. And we know that those transmission lines can really help in getting more renewables online and just having us rely less on natural gas fuel sources. Also, Germany will extend the runtime of two of its three remaining nuclear power plants to mid-April of next year in case of emergency, as the country in Europe face their own dire energy crisis this winter. That's what the German government announced on Monday, saying the two plants will be kept on standby. So far, Germany has shut down three nuclear plants at the beginning of this year, and was supposed to switch off its remaining three plants at the end of this year. For context, Germany has long planned to end its nuclear energy production, and said Monday's announcement won't reverse its plans in the long run. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch, and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.